I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you One Bad Mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, how about we don't? We talk to author Julie Vick about being an introvert while parenting. Plus, Biz has a horrible realization. Woo! Uh, hi. I'm calling with a check-in. Uh, I started a new job recently. Woo! And I really love it. And <laughs> I haven't quit my old job yet, but I haven't decided when or if I'm actually going to quit the old job. I'm lucky that I can have two jobs and still see my kids. I'm off one job for the summer. It's complicated. I won't bother you. (laughs) But this morning at breakfast, my husband and I were talking about how our three-year-old is having a hard time adjusting. She's gone down to like a part-time schedule at daycare instead of full-time since with the new job, I'm home more except for on three days of the week. And he goes, I don't want to guilt you. I don't mean to guilt you. Uh. But I think she misses you. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thanks. Yes. Quite sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure she does miss me because I'm missing bedtime. I miss her too. We're not in a place where I can just not work. Right. And I'd rather work in a job that I like. I mean, if I have to be away from my kids, my three-year-old and 18-month-old, I would like to enjoy what I'm doing at least. Uh, so, yeah, I am i don't mean to guilt you. <laughs> That's ah. all I'm doing. Anyway, I'm driving <laughs> to my new job that I like. Ah. Bye. <laughs> okay. First of all, you're doing a great job. This was a great check-in. Congratulations on having a job that you enjoy and you're right I it, everything else sounds very complicated in terms of two jobs and no job in the summer whatever I'm with you it sounds like that's really great for you that's awesome now let's talk about the language issue guys wording wording is important I am sure that your partner was not trying to guilt you I am gonna go with their statement that they are not trying to guilt you. However, that wording is loaded with guilt. <laughs> and I was like, you know, look, we're all, we all kind of fail at that. And I think depending on where we're from, the kind of language we grew up around, I can see how she misses you <laughs> are the best words that they could come up with at that moment. Yeah, other words could be the schedule has been disrupted. Our child is definitely feeling that, but I'm happy to step in and create a new routine with our child so that you can enjoy going to work without worrying about it too much. That's a healthier way to put it because (laughs) missing you is an unsolvable problem outside of quitting. And that's not like an option many of us have. 
it's so funny. This is going to totally relate to what I'm going to talk about in my check-in later. So I just want you to know that I think you're amazing. You know, we got enough to feel guilty about. There's actually really no controlling sometimes what we do feel guilty about. So none of that's helpful. You're doing an amazing job and congratulations on your job. And guess what? Everybody is actually fine at home. (laughs) So woo! thank you for calling. And now it is time for thank yous. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, everyone in the medical profession. Above and beyond, that's what's going on here. You guys are going above and beyond. I want to thank librarians for keeping books in our hands all summer and offering programs to help us get through the summer. I want to thank everybody who works in transportation. Hey, school bus drivers, you're back. I see you. Thank you. Because that's a, that is a job. And and you got to carry around potentially a whole bunch of young and vaccinated kids. So I really see you and I appreciate the care that you are putting in and giving to our kids. Sanitation workers, I don't think there's ever been a time in the history of your service that you shouldn't be thanked. You should be thanked. That is hard work, keeping all of the dirt and filth (laughs) that we tend to just shed all over the place. I appreciate you. IT, you're doing it. You're helping us stay running. I appreciate it. Teachers, you're back. School staff, you're back. School nurses, you're back. This is not an easy time to be back, and I appreciate that you are, and I appreciate the stress and the fact that there still really isn't an easy choice when it comes to being in or out of the classroom and a lot of the demands that are being placed on you right now. So I see you. And finally, vaccines. Thank you, everybody who has gotten a vaccine. I cannot emphasize enough that we need even more people to get vaccines. And let's be kind about that. Just because somebody hasn't gotten a vaccine doesn't mean they're a complete jerk. There's a lot of misinformation out there. Some people don't have access, right? Sometimes people can't go in to get the vaccine because they have like three little kids in their house that are under the age of three. Sometimes we can't even get to the grocery store in that scenario. Some people might think it costs money, even though it doesn't. There are a lot of reasons that could be going on as to why somebody has not gotten vaccinated yet. Let's try and think of it as not vaccinated yet versus everybody who's not vaccinated willfully not getting vaccinated. Let's go out, help each other, and be supportive. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, here is my check-in. I had this moment walking through the house last night. I was very tired. I was very tired. I, like many of you know, 
we've been moving my folks out here and I have spent the last couple of days unboxing and setting up furniture and all that kind of fun stuff. It has been an absolute thrill to see my parents with my kids. That's been the fucking best. But I'm tired. And the kids, when I get home, don't really care. And <laughs> work doesn't really care. And, you know, pickup times don't care. You know, like all the stuff is still there. And then I had that moment where I, and guys, I should have had this moment. Why is this a moment that comes so late for us? But it's that moment where I realized that I'm really not going to get it back. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm really not going to get back the bandwidth or the space that I had before kids got in my house. To add anything for myself is, is like adding to what already exists. And I think I was thinking that adding something meant replacing something, like taking something away, not adding two. It's like having dessert, but having not left any room for it. And then having to decide if you really want to eat it. <laughs> but it's my favorite thing. It would be so nice to have this dessert. I have literally no room to eat this thing. And... You know, don't worry. I had a big, long talk with my therapist about it today. And I know it's about boundaries. And I know that as new choices come along that I want to make, like our caller who checked in, there's going to be a lot of guilt tied in with that as to having to make clearer boundaries to the members of my family so that I can do the different things that I have put off for a while. So I just, that's a great realization. I mean, it's not a happy one. I'm actually really pissed about it. And I'm just going to sit in it in like a sad way <laughs> for like maybe another 24 hours and then move along. So there you go. Speaking of sitting alone in a room for 24 hours, <laughs> that's a dream that we all have. And I think that ties in nicely to what we're going to talk about today, which is what it's like to be an introvert while parenting with author Julie Vick. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. This week... We are talking to Julie Vick, who is a writer whose work has appeared in New Yorker Daily Shouts, Parents Magazine, Real Simple, and one of my favorites, McSweeney's Internet Tendency. She teaches writing at the University of Colorado, Denver, and is the author of the new book, Babies Don't Make Small Talk, So Why Should I? A humorous advice book for introverted parents navigating the early years of parenthood. Welcome, Julie. Hi, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. <laughs> it's really nice to have you here. Before we get into all things introvert and parenting, uh, I want to ask you, who lives in your house? Okay, yeah, sure. So me, obviously, and then my husband, Dave, and I have two boys who are seven and nine years old. And then we have two three-month-old kittens as well named Biscuit and Muffin. Oh! Yes, I know. Oh! 
They actually have longer names than that, which I forget, but I think it's Muffin, Squirrel, and Biscuit Link Minecraft are their full names. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like to throw like a Sir Biscuit, yeah, you know, McStuffin yeah, Puff, yeah. right? Or yeah, President. Yeah. yeah. No, that's... <laughs> wow. I know. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That, I... Oh, I want a kitten so bad. Except They're kittens are like also... Yeah, crazy. But they are also crazy. Yeah, yeah. They are. I like the old cat at the like shelter. That's like, look, let's just agree. We're both gonna just live in the same house. I'm like, no, no. I know. So we, like we were initially gonna get older ones, but my kids like, oh yeah, they they really no. want kittens, and like a lot of the older ones are like, no kids. Yeah, no, no kids. Our agreement. That's right. Our agreement is, I sit in your house with you. Yeah. Not with wild yes, children. Not with children. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's absolutely amazing. Good job. Seven and nine. Mm-hmm. That that's something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can yeah. I, how's it going? It's going. It's going all right. You know. I mean, <laughs> she says from the inside of a closet. <laughs> I'm in a closet, which is like the perfect place for me to hide. Yeah. yeah. You know, as you know, like this past year and change with pandemic has been really hard. Um, yeah. And we've been during the school year, we bounced in and out of remote, and um, this year, I think, fingers crossed, we're gonna start. <laughs> But now I feel like the whole anxiety is back again, right? Like, yeah, it's like, what's gonna happen with Delta? Is it gonna shut it down? Oh my god! Like, people don't really know. Stop it! You need to not fuck this up for us. Yeah, I mean, that's what I think. All a damn shot. Like, like, come on, come on, please, God. I would like to just say, how has the last year been for you as an introvert? <laughs> but before I ask that question, uh-huh. uh, I am obviously not an introvert. Right, I, right. I can safely say that. I yeah, definitely yeah. enjoy downtime and alone time. And right. children have probably maybe swung the pendulum, as it were, at times. Right, right. But I know that at my core, I am not. So right. In case anybody else out there doesn't really understand the introvert experience, right? Because they're spending too much time, like me, running around and wondering why people won't play with them. Yeah, right. right <laughs> Talk right. to me. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me about what it means to be an introvert. Okay, sure. Yeah, and I think it's like causes confusion sometimes. Yeah, especially like the difference between introvert introversion and shyness but so I think it is an introverted personality you just have a preference for quieter calmer environments and you get drained by social interactions yeah. whereas like an extrovert draws energy from social interactions and from sort of like external stimul- stimulation so that's the at the core of like introvert versus extrovert and some people are ambiverts so they're sort of in the middle yeah. right and then shyness, I think, gets kind of mixed in there. And I also would say that I am shy. <laughs> so <laughs> some introverts are shy but as well, but some are not. So um, shyness is more about feeling anxious in social situations or fearing sort of negative judgment, I think. Mm. So and then sometimes social anxiety disorder is a more sort of extreme version of shyness. All right. Well, then let me ask my question again. How has the pandemic been <laughs> for you as an introvert? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. So it's funny because I think it hasn't. I think 
you know, I don't know because I'm not extroverted, but I think in some ways it has been easier um, because I do fine with a lot of sort of home time and alone time, although... I do still like to socialize, you know, with some Occasionally friends. see a yeah, human I face. I do occasionally, <laughs> you know, just because you're an introvert doesn't mean you don't, don't ever want to see anyone. Right. <laughs> so, like, I have missed, especially, I mean, it's gotten a bit better this summer. I feel like, yeah. you know, you've been, we've been able to do a bit more, but I did miss being able to, you know, go and hang out with good friends and things like that. So I think initially when things shut down, I felt <laughs> kind of like, this Yay! is kind of nice. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't mind it. And plus just as a parent, like we're so overscheduled a lot of the yeah. times and driving people all around and doing this and that. Yeah. And so it was kind of nice to have a break from the, that initially. Yeah. But then, yeah, like I think, you know, Zoom gets old and it's not the same as talking to someone. Yeah, but person. I gotta, I gotta say also, you can like being at home and doing home things, uh-huh. but I like doing at home things by myself yeah suddenly I have my partner he's working from home uh and my two children lovely as they may be are home and three cats right and like I think that sensation for me was oh my god there is no place yeah. I can go like there's no. you know there's no place yeah this is a good point <laughs> like yeah I think that was really hard especially with remote school yeah. and when we were in that and both Ugh. my husband and I were working from home so then you just know ne- you're never alone never, yeah never like alone. I know there was a lot of, there's some articles about you know escaping to your car to yeah. like eat sushi well, or something yeah I'm gonna <laughs> like, I gotta tie that in very quickly to your butt yeah so, you just came out with this really fantastic new book, Babies Don't Make Small Talk, So Why Should I? The Introvert's Guide to Surviving Parenthood. Mm-hmm. And there's lots in here. But one of my <laughs> parts that had me rolling, and I'm not a professional book interviewer, yes, author interviewer. Yes, I jump that's, around that's, and I that's, give that's away the cool. plot right yeah, away. That's fine. It was the butler but you've got this yeah. like little section on travel reviews of everyday parent getaways. Mm-hmm. And this was so relevant during the pandemic. So you've got like the different places you can go to be by yourself yes. with star ratings as yes. if it was a travel guide. So there's like right. the closet, like right. it's two stars. <laughs> the laundry room out. gets three. Pumping gas. <laughs> but the one that made me roll was under the bed gets you four and a half stars. It says... <laughs> Not the best hiding spot when you've got a crawling baby, but this getaway is great for parents of slightly older children, especially if their kids are afraid of monsters. Yes. Spot on. And what's great, what's great is I'm like, yeah, all right. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah, I mean, I'm just yeah, going to yeah. lay there, yeah. like with my right. arms kind of like spread out. There's I like, know. no, but that actually sounds kind of nice. I know. No one right? will know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, Maybe satirical, but maybe not. You can yeah, actually no. try it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm not, I am in a closet literally right now. <laughs> yeah, no, recording it. Tot- so totally fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, talk to me about writing the book. I mean, there really isn't. There's something about you have kids. Somehow, mm-hmm. kids get in your house. Mm-hmm. Somehow, yeah. somehow, a lot somehow. of different ways. Different like, ways. There are a lot yeah. of different yeah. ways. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, did that one just come through the crawl space? <laughs> I don't even know where that right. one came from. And 
I don't think we're prepared or anybody even talks about like just the social obligations alone that suddenly come up that like mm-hmm. you never thought you had to do. I mean, it's just like another reminder that you have like possibly lost control of having any say <laughs> yeah. like goes on in your life. Yeah. Right, right. So talk to me about uh, getting into this book. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting because, like, I think there is a lot of stuff about introversion out there, but not as much about parents specifically. And so it was an interesting process writing it because I think I went back to some, like Susan Cain's book, Quiet, is a famous book on introversion and some of the sort of things that can (laughs) be more challenging for you. And I think it made me realize, like, one was noise. Like, yeah, obviously, I think annoying noises are probably annoying for no matter, you know, if you're an extrovert or introvert, there's probably some noises that annoy you. But I think that is like a trigger point for me when things are getting really loud and Mm. or certain, you know, noises over over and again and just realizing. So through the process of writing it, I think I realized some sort of trigger points for me, which are maybe good <laughs> to know about, you know, like, I think I sort of knew it, but I was like, oh, oh maybe this is well, you know, what I need to cut back on a bit more, being sort of overstimulated. So it was interesting. I feel like, you know, through writing it, I did, like, learn some more things. And then you're right, the social obligation. I mean, it is interesting. I think that's something that I didn't think about at all. Yeah. It's just you change, you know, like you it's such a big change to go through and you're meeting new people just by the nature of it and trying to navigate, (laughs) you know, new friendships and different parenting styles and who your kids want to hang out with (laughs) versus who you want to hang out with. Yeah, versus who you might want to hang out with. Yeah, it doesn't always match up, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so I think it's just, it's definitely just a lot. And I think it's something I hadn't fully thought about or read a lot about. So I think it was, it's hopefully something that, you know, kind of adds to that conversation. Well, you know, like all things I love, it's very funny. Yeah. But the best humor comes from a place of honesty. And Mm -hmm. it's not just the social obligations. It it's really everything is suddenly there to push buttons you didn't know you had, to push boundaries you didn't know you had. You know, you can have really extroverted kids. You right. can have, you know, a partner who doesn't need the same, mm-hmm. like, thing to rejuvenate or refill. Right. And, you know, noise Noise is a great example. Even I, as a, I'm an extrovert, I don't get stimulated by noise. In fact, there are times where, you know, somebody drops a pot and I have my claws in the ceiling like a cat, you know? Yeah, right. and, and you're just like, I got I got it, my nuts. Yeah. Touching. Right. Yes. Touching. I think I human touch, human touch is both good <laughs> and a lot. Yeah, I think the, like being touched out thing is big, right? Just it's especially so... when you have little kids and they're just hanging on you all day. And I think there's yeah. maybe been more of that with the pandemic, more sort of, you yeah. know kids wanting to cling a bit more no I 100% agree and again mm-hmm. yeah it's like this constant pivoting of what you have space for what you have to push to to give more space for and then what you need to push push back on I want to talk about some of the <laughs> some of the places you can go as an introvert to maybe find space and so like Mm -hmm. it would be very easy 
for me to be like, well, if you're introverted, because I'm a total asshole and that's what yeah. I sound like, <laughs> yeah. if you're introverted, then you can just go online. That must be so nice. Mm, and then I'm right. like, oh, wait, I've been online before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a unfriendly, horrible yeah. place. Right. Except for the One Bad Mother community. You're wonderful. Yeah, your community, your community is really nice. Yes. <laughs> but, well, we struggle. Yeah, we struggle. Yeah. But we yeah. all try. The goal is... We're trying. Yeah. But those early days when you didn't know where to go, I was in Brooklyn with my first kid. And that place was an infamous, like, place for, like, parent message boards and these parenting groups where people just shat on each other. Right. Like, all day. And that's also a form of noise. That's also Mm -hmm. a form of intrusion. But you've got amazing insight into the online groups you have a section yeah yeah the rules for online parenting forum fight club <laughs> yeah. which is so good talk to me talk to me about that yeah so i mean i think like you said you know parenting group you know online parenting groups can be really like awful and sort of you know fights erupting all the time yeah. But I think there are, you know, ones that are are better or a better fit. Maybe they're smaller. Maybe yeah. they're more. I know there's one specifically for, like, introverted parents. They're, you know, or, or specifically for working parents, working working parents or yeah. a certain job. Oh, yeah. You can. Yeah. Yeah. So and for me, like, writing groups are, are some that I'm in. But so I think, like, it's kind of choosing the right <laughs> the right one for you if you're going to delve into it. And you probably are going to delve into it somewhat, you know, well, in this day and age. It's better than Google asking yeah. Google yeah. questions. Sometimes it's better to, like, go into yeah. a group and see what people are talking about. But, right. yeah. And I think it is a place for people to sort of share feelings. It's funny. I think they feel comfortable. And maybe I think some introverts maybe feel more comfortable. Yeah. Sharing sort of it in what seems like an anonymous forum rather than, you know, to like their friends or people that know them. I mean, it depends on the situation. But yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think being careful about the ones that are not a good fit for you or that you're getting. I mean, it's really hard. But get, yeah, no, it is. You know, like because you kind of go on because and you want advice, but then you get um like a ton you of get conflicting opinion. advice. You don't get advice. You get, yeah. I mean, most of the time it's an opinion. And yeah. that can really make you feel judged and like you're failing and I you know I have openly cried after posting things and the responses and I'm like Jesus fucking Christ yeah I don't need you to tell I'm just looking for how to help my kid right who doesn't want to swim learn how to swim I don't need Mm -hmm. you to tell me he's gonna die and it will be and it will be my fault but right, he does. Right. Yeah. I, that nightmare keeps me up on my own. Thank <laughs> yeah, you very much. Yeah, yeah. Like, Thank I don't you. need you to tell me. I don't need you to yeah. tell me that. Yeah. Well, book aside, what did you find to be, like, really challenging or surprised you uh, once kids got in your house? Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I think I say this in the book somewhere, but, like, my husband and I are bo- both, like, very mellow people. <laughs> And I think, like, I sort of thought, like, oh, my kids will be extremely mellow. We're definitely going to have green eyes because we both have green eyes. 
and uh, they're like, going to definitely be mellow. <laughs> mellow. Yeah. But, like, that, but I, that does not, you do not necessarily. That's um, disappointing when yeah, that happens. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that um, just getting used to, like, you know, like a completely different human in your house <laughs> and, like, their personality and... I don't know. I tr- it's funny because, like, I think I have friends who were like, oh, well, before I had a kid, um, like, they had a more rosy idea. But I feel yeah. like I I had friends who had kids and were like, no, it's hard. You went into like, it like, way yeah, more dark, yeah, way yeah. more grounded in, like, like, the yeah, shit show it could yeah. be. And then it's funny, on the flip side, I see sometimes people being like, I don't know if I should have kids because, you know, all the real, yeah. like, honest parenting <laughs> stuff out there now. But I think it's better that you're not, I do like, too. Yeah. thinking it's just going to be super rosy. But I think, like, yeah, I, I think I, I did have some assumptions maybe about, like, the type of personality of kid. Uh, mm. <laughs> and I think they're, they, I have to be very active, like, you know, lovely boys, but they, you know, are not just, like, <laughs> quietly Sadly, they don't want to just may, curl up yeah, and read a book at yeah, the stage. Yeah, uh, yeah I know. Surprising, right? Surprising. It's disappointing, I think, is the word you're looking yeah, for. I remember. Yeah. It's sort of like... Like, where did this kid's curly hair come from? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I have no oh, control over this. And like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I can remember how disappointed I was. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. that like 80% of what I imagined uh-huh. was not what happened. Yeah. And yeah. even worse, that the second kid was nothing like the first. Oh, so whatever yeah. I had like gotten used to doing or whatever right. worked, yeah. didn't work. Right. For the, yeah, for, yeah, the same. Like you think you're like, okay, I've kind of got, got some stuff figured yeah. out now. And then you try it. And then, <laughs> why isn't this working? This isn't working. I just fucking go to sleep. I, know. I don't understand. Yeah. And that's it's so, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard just, too with the advice thing too. Cause I think yeah. you want, I get, I like am prone to gathering advice. And then I'd have friends be like, well, try this. Yeah. Which worked for their kid, but then it like wouldn't yeah. work for your kid. So, um, yeah. This I is a startling fact. Yeah. That no one child is like another. And yeah, that I mean, makes yeah. it really hard. Yeah. <laughs> to just be like, these are the steps you follow. Just. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so, why books like this are really excellent because, yeah. like, so many other books, really, parenting books, you know, I hope sometimes it doesn't feel that way, come from yeah. a place of like wanting to help, right? right? Wanting right. to make a new parent feel better. Right. But because no one's child is the same, yeah. you know, you as a new parent, you read it and you think I'm somehow broken and my kid and something's clearly wrong with my kid because yeah. A, B and C, they've given me three options yeah. for what my kid could be yeah. and my kid's not any of those options. Right, right. You know? and it, yeah. It's just, it's frustrating. And now that they're like, yours are now seven and nine, you said, right? Mm-hmm. Mine are just about to turn 12 in a couple of days and seven okay and that so like a lot happens during that window and I feel almost like I used to could use them as babies to remove myself oh I've got to go feed yes oh the baby is sick right right. whatever yeah that that was a good trick yeah really a good trick yeah (laughs) but with older kids it's not as easy because you start to realize that they do need to like go out and if they have an interest you should maybe support yeah, it and it might right. be good in the long run right but then that puts you out there right for sure and not only does it put you out there like socially like as in like as a 
an introvert that suddenly you have to sit in a crowd of people and cheer on your kid at an event or at like some sort of function. But also that's one more, not to get super depressing on the show, but that's like one more event that takes away time. Right. From you. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that that's just like, a weird assumption that as parents we're like way down for that experience Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah no I think you're right and I think that is one of the challenging things I mean I think initially when I first had kids that was one of the challenging things is just realizing like your time is not your own you know and I think yeah and that like initially especially after, after I had my first kid that that was definitely like an adjustment for me I almost think Having my second kid was a little easier because I was already a little in it. Yeah, Yeah, you already knew that. Yeah, Yeah, I I sort of knew, you know, (laughs) know, it's a totally different kid, right? right? No, yeah. Yeah, and then you're right, like finding, and I think it is as they get older and they want to do different things, or sometimes they don't want to do different things, but you think they should do them, or, you know, you're you're trying to like balance, like maybe they should, you know, push themselves a little bit, but like they'll be on a schedule. I don't know. So I struggle with that a lot, you know, like what? Oh yeah, that's an impossible place to be. Yeah, but you're right. It it is tricky that, and trying to just find time that's your own or realize that your time is not your own as much as it used to be. And especially this past year, right, with um, childcare not really being available and um, hopefully things things seem like they're getting better. But yeah. We all just need to carry wood around with us and knock on it, like, yeah, forever. Yeah, I know, I and know. Whatever hoodoo or, like, superstitions you have out there, everybody, right. cling to them. Yeah, yes. We need yes. this. Yes. Because it, it's, I almost have found the slow opening up mm-hmm. harder because yeah, it's very you? confusing. Right. Like, should we go out? Should we not? No. Should we... Right. right. Like, yeah, my kids aren't old enough to get vaccinated. And I like, know. I especially think for like the kids under 12 crowd, it's so yeah. it's still I think it's, it's the like, same. It's the same. And it's like decision fatigue is completely yeah. sudden of like, is this OK? Is this not OK? You know? Well, right. Because as adults who are vaccinated, it's like, well, OK, I'm going to go see a friend. Yeah. But I, how much do I see them? Do I, yeah. you know, like and. It's like, you know, we've had a million people say this on the show. It's the old, like, you're not wearing a helmet, but you're expecting your kids to, you know, in a variety of ways. And, like, I keep thinking about last summer when there was zero activity, right? Right. There was no camp. There was no, it was nothing. Yeah. And I got to tell you, that summer flew by. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like it went so fast. And Mm -hmm. I... I got to imagine part of that was because we weren't trying to get places all the time or thinking in terms of this week versus this month versus. Right. I I think you're right. It's the same for me because that was the first summer my kids had nothing, nothing. you know, no camp, no whatever. And then this summer we're back to they've been doing some camps. Yeah. And I have even, yeah, I have been feeling the like driving all around. And like, I think our camps finally ended this week because we'll go back the week after next. But yeah, but it is interesting. And actually, it's funny because I think previously I would have sort of feared that scenario of like, no. Oh, I was (laughs) terrified. I was freaking. I just like walked into my husband and I said, I understand (laughs) that you're working from home. You need to understand I am going to turn the television on like yeah, all right. day. I, we just need to get on the same page right now. Yeah, Don't come out yeah. looking at me like I'm supposed I to come it. up with an activity. 
right. zero activities. Right, right. right. <laughs> I know. But you're right. It's interesting that it, like, yeah, it, it turned out okay and, and maybe went, yeah, a bit faster. And then, I mean, it's so hard because I think yeah. there is, like, this, it's draining to make all these decisions and try to decide, like, way, you know, does the social benefit of them seeing doing this outweigh the risk of, you yeah. know, so hopefully... And, and great, soon. there's still no really good answers. Yeah, and, I, and, and luckily there's no. <laughs> yeah, luckily. <laughs> no fair answer. Not luckily. No. It's, it's like you already have like all these like shitty choices as a parent in general that yeah. you're constantly like questioning and trying to make. And now yeah. it's like, and now it's just like, you know, was that not enough? I know. Let's just right. make it really hot in here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's make try it. this. Yeah. Let's try yeah. this. Do you like this? Oh, you really think that the person next to you is not like able to give you advice because their situation is totally different? You're right. Yeah. They can't because it's totally <laughs> different. Yes. Uh, well, Julie, thank you so much for joining us Thanks. and talking about this stuff. And actually, I want to wrap up on one last question. I like that you said that after writing the book, you were like, oh, some of these, look at, yeah, look like, at oh, all these things yes. that are true for me. Yeah, yeah. Was there like, and we've just spent like 20 minutes making fun of advice. So right. let's end on some advice. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> just kidding. Not advice. Like, what, what would you have wanted to hear mm-hmm. before like a kid got in your house like what as an introvert was there something that like looking back you're like god i just wish somebody had said this right before like having my first kid yeah yeah i mean i think just i think this is sort of a maybe an introvert thing in general is just like it's okay to not want to do have to want to do everything and keep up with what everyone else is doing i think i still struggle with this sort of (laughs) you're missing out or like we should yeah. do this because somebody else is doing it <laughs> even like when my kids were babies i was like oh i should have i never made it to baby yoga yeah. you know like <laughs> i never yoga, got by to the baby way, yoga was yeah. super fucking unfun i did like <laughs> one okay. i was like all these moms are like laying there and they're like their babies are like totally just sitting there with yeah. them mine yeah, my, is gone mine's gone i'm like doing what? how yeah. am i supposed to do this my kid is on the other yeah. side of the fucking room anyway. that's partially why i didn't go my kids yeah. crawled really early right so very smart I, I and they did not sleep well so they were not gonna yeah. just like no like i'm failing at baby <laughs> yoga but yeah so i mean i think just like it's okay to like you know give yourself a break like do the things you want to do but you don't have to be doing what everyone else is doing it's a different experience for everyone kind of Oh. And I love, you know, the tagline that you all have of, you're doing a great job. <laughs> you're doing That's a great right. job no matter No matter <laughs> no what. Matter what. So, no yeah. matter if you showed up for baby yoga or <laughs> yeah. now I'm just thinking I of like the hot baby yoga. baby yoga. That would be <laughs> I horrible. I know. That would be, I don't even want to do like goat yoga despite how much <laughs> I really want to see a goat. I know. But I'm just like, yeah. I, how am I supposed to like well, be in Shavasana like, and yeah. there's a goat walking around? Well, I think they like crawl on you too. Don't they oh, like no. jump on your back. <laughs> no, I'm not, a, I'm not at a circus. All right, Julie, yeah. thank you so much. We're going to make sure we link everybody up to where, and look, again, okay. everybody, you know where to get books. This is yes. just like a thing I've yes. said now for like nine yes. years, and it's habit. Right. We are going to make sure people have a link to where they can find out more about you and okay. more about Babies Don't Make Small Talk. So why mm-hmm. should I, the introvert's guide to surviving parenthood. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much, Julie. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Bye. Bye.
One Bad Mother is sponsored in part by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Look, it doesn't matter who you are or what you have. Life can be stressful. You may not be feeling down and out and depressed or like you're at like a total loss, but if your stress is high, you could probably use the chance to unload. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? I have always carried a lot that I need to unload. And once kids got in my house, oh, (laughs) surprise, I needed another adult voice to talk to. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. And it can be more affordable than in-person therapy. All you got to do is take that first step and see if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and One Bad Mother listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash badmother. Have your first session in under 48 hours at B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash badmother. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, everyone. Genius me. Me. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you did. Oh my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh my God, that's fucking genius. Guys, here is my genius. I drove a 20 foot truck on Tuesday. Tuesday was the day when the movers came to the apartment loading dock to unload the stuff for my parents. Several things that needed to be unloaded also should not go to the apartment. They needed to go to like a storage space and not going to get into the complications of navigating that operational nightmare. But I will say that part of that involved me walking to the U-Haul and renting a 20-foot truck and driving it and feeling like an absolute badass. And that's it. (laughs) It was really, really fun. Toot, toot. I'm driving a truck. I'm driving a truck. Toot, toot. Hi, One Bad Mother. I'm calling with a genius. My youngest kids are five and seven and have always struggled with being told to turn off the TV. So a year ago, they had an obsession with talking to Alexa, and I realized that maybe they would listen better to Alexa. So I started setting timers for screen time, and it's like magic most of the time. So now I set a timer, and I tell the kids when the timer goes off, they need to turn the TV or screens off. And sometimes we use other TV or timers, and it it still works. Um, And sometimes they set their own timers, If I tell them you can watch TV for 45 minutes, they'll set their own timer. And they, anytime a timer goes off now, they're like, what does that mean? Do I need to turn the TV off? So just thought that maybe other people could benefit from that. Uh, You're all doing a great job, and thanks for the show. Oh, 
I plan on benefiting from that. You are a genius. Yeah, you know what? You are completely correct. <laughs> they don't listen to me. They listen to my Alexa or my Siri, right? Like there is something definitely depressing about it. But at the same time, I like how empowering you have allowed the situation to become. Plus, it really frees you up from being the bad guy. Now, Alexa's the bad guy. So, good job. Take that, Siri. Failures. Fail, 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 fail! You suck. Fail me, me. All right. I was picking a book to read with Ellis at the end of the day. I've known Ellis their whole life. And I am keenly aware of how sensitive Ellis is to any harm that may befall like an animal or like a bug or anything, right? Like Ellis has, you know, gotten very upset about, you know, watching kids feed worms to chickens at a farm. He, like I said, can't eat a cupcake with a face. I made an Oscar the Grouch sugar cookie once. Nope, can't eat that. Why would you make that? Very upsetting. I know all this, but there's this book that we've had forever, and it's really fun for little kids, and I thought it might be fun to reread now because I think seven-year-olds enjoy, like, talking about super gross stuff, and it's a little book, and it's called That's Disgusting, and so, like, each page is a kid, like, you know, rolling in mud, and then the next page says, That's Disgusting, playing in cat litter. That's disgusting, right? (laughs) Going along. And, you know, picking your boogers and putting them under a chair. That's disgusting. And then I turned the page. I saw it. I saw what was coming. And I quickly flipped the page. But Ella saw it too. And it was eating worms. That's disgusting. And, like, he started just the image of eating worms uh, made him start crying. And I was like, it's okay, it's okay. This is a silly book. You also wouldn't play in cat litter, blah, 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 blah. This is just, it's like exaggerating, yada, yada, yada. I'm so sorry. Uh, let's just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm running out of things to read <laughs> because conflict has to happen to animals sometimes in a story so that children learn things. I don't know. But uh, I tried to do something silly and absurd. And shame on me. Shame on me. Hi, Biz and Teresa. Um, I'm calling with a fail. This is a glitter fail. Wow. I guess let's be honest. Is there ever a time when glitter is involved with the genius? Because I'm guessing no. No. I think that my husband believed this would be a genius. However, Mm -hmm. I knew and I told him, don't give the four and a half year old glitter. He said she can do it. Here's a little cookie sheet. She'll keep it Mm. on the tray. Okay. (laughs) I did not feel like being the bad guy. That is my actual fail. Yep. Yep. That I just wasn't the bad guy. Because next thing you know, there is (laughs) glitter everywhere, all over the rug. Now people have been walking in it. The dog's been walking in it. So it is all over the house. Did I mention that our house goes on the market next weekend? (laughs) So I stayed cool and calm. When my husband came to tell me he should not have let her use glitter, 
Uh. I just smiled and said, I hope the new homeowners like glitter. Thank you. You guys are doing a good job. And I am definitely not because Ah! (laughs) we're going to have a lot of sparkle in our lives for the next few weeks. (laughs) Bye. Wow. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, The word glitter and fail go hand in hand. Like the perfect marriage of failing. I I really like that the fail is not being the bad guy. You are right. You have pinpointed what the fail is. We just had a genius in which we were talking about how a parent had let uh, Alexa be the bad guy, right? By telling them what to do and what not to do. Maybe we should just start programming all of our devices to have like, no, that's not a good idea. We should not do that. Like programmed in and then be like, like your partner's like, glitter, what's the big deal? It's fine. They can handle it. And then you can be like, Alexa, what do we say to this? And then Alexa's like, and I'm sorry if I'm turning everybody's fucking devices on right now. Anyway, <laughs> and then she who shall not be named will say, I do not think that is a good idea. We should not do that now. Thank you. Yes, you're doing a horrible job. I also agree that glitter is a gift to your new homeowners that will never, never end. How thoughtful. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. Video games. Video games. Video games. You like them? Maybe you wish you had more time for them. Maybe you want to know the best ones to play. Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies. <laughs> In that case, you should check out Triple Click. It's a podcast about video games. A podcast about video games? But I don't have time for that. Sure you do. Once a week, Kickback as three video game experts give you everything from critical takes on the hottest new releases to scoops, interviews, and explanations about how video games work to fascinating and sometimes weird stories about the games we love. Triple Click is hosted by me, Kirk Hamilton. Me, Jason Shire. And me, Maddie Myers. You can find Triple Click wherever you get your podcasts and listen at MaximumFun.org. Bye! Strange planets, curious technology, and a fantastic vision of the distant future. Featuring Martin Starr. So we're going on day 14. Shuttle still hasn't come. Aparna Nancherla. The security system provides you with emotional security. You do the rest. Echo Kellum. Can you disconnect me or not? Hurry Kondabolu. I'm staying. From Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Jeffrey McGivern. Could you play Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun? It's The Outer Reach. Stories from Beyond. Now available for free at MaximumFun.org or anywhere you listen. All right, everybody. Let's snuggle up and listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, this is mom having a breakdown. And this is a a weird one, I guess. Because I break down about my mom. She just wasn't very nice to me today. Oh. I don't think she understands, like, all the baggage and 
was young, like, how that affects how I see how she's treating me now. And, like, she's a big help. And I, I really love her, but she wasn't very nice to me today. And she doesn't know that. She doesn't realize, like, that what she says really makes a difference to me. And I try and be really sympathetic or empathetic or I don't know, whatever, because I am not a mom of an adult a child with children, but I'm a mom and I've tried to be really clear with her about how I need to communicate with her and I need to understand that she is not capable of that. Um, and it's just really hard and so, yeah, so here's to all the moms having problems with me. You are all doing a really good job. Thanks for the hotline. You are doing such an amazing job. And I want to start with the notion of I know that the other person doesn't have X, Y, or Z in them, that they're, that they may not change. And this like idea that we have to accept that. There is some truth there, depending on how much you want to accept and, and what sort of, you know, relationships you want to have in your life, but it doesn't accepting it or even saying that that's something you need to accept or telling yourself that you need to accept it is not like a balm or it does not serve as an eraser for how shitty it still makes you feel okay that you got two things going on one your mom does not have a form of communication with you that serves you that makes you feel good at certain times and not only does it just hurt when somebody doesn't make you feel good it's all wrapped up in the complications of like it being your mom and then the other factor in this is understanding that your mom and trying to be empathetic with her and knowing that you love her and knowing that it's it's really helpful to have her around and that she might not change. And that's really complicated. And that, you know, we can accept that shit all day long, but it doesn't take away the sting and it doesn't take away how we feel. And I just want you to know that I, I, I'm so amazed and in awe of all that you've already done in terms of trying to be clear with your mom about what the best ways to communicate are you are right we all have our baggage and there can be words or expressions or responses that like trigger us to make us feel like we are 12 years old again and they are deeply disappointed in us (laughs) or whatever the situation is and i just think those aren't easy relationships to put boundaries on and It is very complicated to be a mom and have a mom 
And I just think you are actually doing a remarkable job. And I really see you. And I, I just think you're fucking great. You know what, everybody? This show is just a reminder that <laughs> we have just so little control anymore. I mean, who had really had control before they had kids? But at least felt like you had more of the illusion of control. I mean, what did we, what did we talk about today? You know, it started off with our check-in and having a new job and uh, are you going to feel guilty? Uh, maybe no, don't feel guilty, but your kid might miss you. Like, well, I can't control that, right? Like, that's out of my control because we have to have money to do things. And then I talked about the sense of suddenly having very, like, realizing that, like, adding anything to my life, whether it's work or whether it's self-care, whether it's whatever, it's just adding on. It's not like replacing something else. Like it's not like space opened up. <laughs> I'm just parking a car on top of another car. And then we talked with Julie and just about like, you know, the social and the emotional like increase uh, that we feel when kids get into our lives. And especially if you like, for example, you're an introvert, that pressure, that feeling of you're missing out or you're failing or you're not doing a good job as a parent because you don't even really want, not just that you didn't go, but you really didn't fucking want to go to whatever X, Y, or Z event has popped up in relation to your children. It's really okay to say no. And it's really okay if you're doing it differently because every kid is different. And we all are different as parents. And it's not always just what works for the kid. It's what works for you, too. So I guess that is to say none of us are alone in, in having those feelings. And you are all doing a really remarkable job. Julie's right. There still are no easy decisions. They're just complicated ones. And it's still very hard to mirror our choices on each other. So I see you. Let's go out and see each other. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Gabe Mara, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. 
To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Well, Daddy, baby, fussing by, not low down mama's room. Oh, said Daddy, baby, fussing by, not low down mama's room. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.